SEO this week, episode number 55. We're going to take a look at the various places you can put a link on your website and how that might affect your SEO. Pinterest new ad features, featured snippets, how to get them, and a great post about technical SEO that's good for newbies and experts alike. Finally, we're going to roll it up with the Google My Business feature you might want to take advantage of now rather than later because you know how Google is. Give you a hook on something, then turn it into an ad. All this and more on an episode 55 of SEO This Week. All right, everyone. So without further ado, let's go ahead and just get started. The first page or post we're going to go to is Whiteboard Friday. It's the uh, how links in headers, footers, content, and navigation can impact SEO. And he goes over, you know, just basically the different positions for, from it and, you know, which ones matter more than others. Now, he concurs with us in our testing that we've seen is that content links are probably the more uh, valuable of them. Then navigation and footer, maybe in the sidebar as well. Uh, kind of in that order is, is really how we look at it. That said, I you know I've had experience where I've seen or talked to experts that are doing enterprise level SEO, you know, big supermondo sites, and they've ranked pages just using footer links, uh, where it has ran discounts them. So you you know you're really gonna kind of have to test this out yourself and see how it does. But the crest of this article is that let's say you have a navigational link and it's to a money page and then you have a link inside of your content, the anchor text value will not pass uh, in his theory to, to, the, uh, to, the, to the linked page. So your money page, uh, let's say you have products page and inside of your content it's, you know, um, I don't know, Blue Widgets product products that anchor text value of that second link will pass because the first link is in the navigation. Now, I can say for for a fact that we've built some pretty big sites, and it wasn't until we started putting in-content uh, internal links into it uh, that the, the target pages started ranking. So if it's in the navigation, then how come it give, give the ranking boost if they're only counting that one link? So is it they're counting the power of the link and not the anchor text value, or are they just counting the first link and the rest of them don't, don't matter? That's something that's really interesting. I think it's something that should be tested. We're looking into uh, ways to pull it off. I don't think we're going to be able to do it in a WordPress, but we're probably going to make HTML pages with a navigational uh, header uh, with a menu area in content and all that stuff and see how that works. Some other stuff that we liked about this is uh, the more you use a link on your site, is the, the more weight that page has. The, uh, the most visible links may get more weight. Uh, you know, I don't really know uh, about that. But I think if you have it in your content and it's visible, highly visible, and it's seen all the time, then that probably uh, might do it. Uh, or in which case, he might be also be talking about the visibility as in this is the one that's getting the most traffic, uh, that kind of stuff. So if that link is getting, that page is getting the most traffic, and this is often increasingly linked to, then that link will count more, that kind of thing. Uh, and then on pages with multiple links to the same URL, uh, only the first 
links anchor as it appears in HTML may count. You know, that's a little tricky because you're talking about anchor text and people use anchor text to, you know, for SEO uh, targeting. And, and what they're saying is that only the anchor counts. Well, how do you judge that? How do you say that only this one anchor counts? And if a page has multiple links to the same URL, uh, you know, I guess it would be really hard to, honestly, it would just be really hard to say, hey, that that's really what's going to happen. It could be because, you know, Moz's tool or maybe Anchor or Majestic's and Ahrefs or even Search Console might only report that first anchor. That's where they came up with a solution. When does anchor text from the multiple links count or do you get more power and juice having multiple links is three links on the same page equal to three pages from the same uh, website that kind of thing uh it's all really confusing uh in the way that this is presented i'm probably sure i just made it even worse for you but that's why we're going to test it (laughs) we want to see you know uh you know what works if i'm linking to the same url multiple times on a page I would think that it's going to pass the same power whether if I link a whole bunch of times or one time. That's how I think about it. Uh, and then the anchor text, honestly, I would do, if I'm going to link to a specific page, it's going to be anchor the target keyword and then maybe some LSIs, but I'm really only trying to rank for the target keyword. So how do I know that it was the target keyword anchor that was counted and not the LSIs? Uh, if my ranking went up for the LSI terms and the target team were keyword at the same time. So I think it's a little hard. It's going to be a little hard to prove that or, or even disprove what he's saying. Uh, but it'd be, it, it's interesting and it makes for an exciting test. Uh, he continues on some other stuff that you may have uh, an external link impact uh, in contact versus footers and navigation. Uh, opening a new tab doesn't matter for SEO text links images link beat out a image link so if you have a text link in your content it's better than having an image link with an alt attribute uh, according to the testing but I like to do both so don't discount one over the other because it's more powerful uh, the image links actually work pretty well especially since the Google image search is getting a lot better uh, multiple links on the same page only the first anchor counts we already went over that one um, and if the link is in or on all of the pages, they're saying that you could get a penalty from it because it has the same anchor. So in that theory, if I have page speed optimization on digitalear.com, it's in the menu. Because it's in the menu, it's by default on every page of my website. Because I count it as PageSpeed Optimization Service, which is what I'm trying to rank for by the definition, if I have, then I, then I, I am open to penalties. I don't think that's the case. I really don't. I think that navigation uh, and the anchors is kind of like expected. You can game it, or you used to be able to game it. But I think that those are handled differently than in-content links. I, re- I really do. And I think that they don't pass the power that... Uh, that that uh, the in-content link would, and I don't think that they override the in-content link uh, because it's the first link that Google finds. That's my theory. Uh, that's my hypothesis. And my hypothesis is uh, 
now I just got to test the stupid thing and figure that <laughs> and figure that out. So we'll see how that goes. All right, the next post is from Marketing Line. As Pinterest opens search ads to self-serve advertisers and adds auto-targeting option. This is really good if you're, you know, if you get a lot of traffic from Pinterest. We typically did for our uh, infographics or other people's infographics when we were highlighting them on the website. So it might be something for you to look out for. Um, but really, if you're like into fashion and that kind of stuff, or even have e-commerce and you're getting some decent traffic and conversions out of Pinterest, this might be something to look at. Uh, and you just drop another uh, ad block into the, the system there you get good traffic and it's good buyer traffic so if your market is sending is there i would go ahead and try that out maybe it's probably a lot cheaper than adwords or facebook anyways and next is search engine journal seven useful image optimization tips for your e-commerce store i think these are probably good for pretty much everyone what i liked about it here is they gave some tips on what to do uh with your uh your designs uh in some places or some design ideas that might actually work for you for for your e-commerce like if you have pictures of your clothing jewelry furniture all that stuff and gadgets then go for it um but if you're like a service-based business and you do charge grass infographics and all that stuff you can actually leverage image search as well some things that here that i wanted to go ahead and try out because uh you know why not then it's uh adding text to your images because google can read the text on the images uh now it does that image processing they're good at it and then earn links by uh, producing images for content producers all right you know how, how that one would work i guess maybe if someone has did a, a article and then you want to turn that article that they've done into a infographic for them and post it and then let them know that they you did it you might get some backlinks off of that uh so that would be an interesting thing uh it's pretty much the same uh, around the rest of it you know technical do the image file name the image url the image alt take and compress the images uh, just to make everything a little bit faster so i think it's a pretty decent article again the biggest takeaway for me though is just the you know, the image uh editing and using that text recognition inside of the images to, as a as a leverage point Next is Search Engine Journal is complete list of different types of featured snippets. This is pretty cool. So basically what it does is, you know, defines what a rich answer is and a knowledge graph is versus a featured snippet. And then it goes into how to get them. I think this is really valuable information to know. Every SEO will pretty much want to get these uh, because basically what it boils down to is, is Google is taking people's content off of their websites, putting it on Google, not paying them for their content. They're curating it. Um, and then keeping the search result or the search user on the search engine and putting you, if you're, you're lucky enough to get it, uh, in the forefront as the subject matter expert on that topic. So I would go out and try to get these. You're going to get some extra traffic from them for sure. Uh, it's not going to be a ton of traffic and much more different than the organic. Honestly, probably one in 10 of these feature snippets I end up clicking on. Uh, but you know it's something to go ahead and do and it just kind of you can do it by printing up your content using bullet list tables and lists and regular lists uh, to uh, to get into that it carries over into another one is uh, is a SEM rush 
And they did an article on how to win the featured snippet or on how to figure it out where they are. So you put your keywords in and then you can use SEMrush to tell you where those featured snippets are uh, in your search terms, which is really good if you're doing a uh, content marketing program. Go after the featured snippets. Why not? It's a little added extra exposure. It's not going to take you much different or much more work than uh, before. And I think you should try it out. So again, that's the next article and that's from SEMrush and that is how to win insert features with with SEMrush. Good de- good tool. Uh, you should use it. It's one of the very few that I pay for. Next article is from SEMrush as well as five hidden Google Analytics reporting features you should be using. I'm not going to dig into this too much, but uh, the crest is there's some tools inside of it, you know, that drop down menus and such to help you sort the data and just make it make more sense. If you're a business owner, this would be really helpful for you and kind of get the, the most out of analytics. And if you're doing reporting, this you know, you kind of bedazzle your 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 clients with uh, some things that they can see out of the out of what Google Analytics will give them. Uh, the biggest one for me was the click cloud. Uh, basically, it's a term cloud. If you're thinking them from WordPress thing, like tag clouds, uh, these are term clouds, and to help you out uh, in your targeting and secondary dimensions, you can just get crazy with those things. So, I would check this post out. Just play with Google Analytics a little bit more. As I said in the written post, I got a master's in business intelligence, and I'm Google Google Analytics certified, and I'm still learning uh, this tool. So, I would uh, encourage you to read this post. Next is how to approach the right target group for successful content outreach. Here is uh, what I want to say about this one is the title is a little bit off. It's not successful content outreach from an SEO perspective. It's outreaching to the buyer uh, and writing content in in order to address that. So transactional, this is e-commerce content branding is you know showing off you what you know that kind of stuff Uh, and then social content is really what that is is you know the little blurbs or images or whatever you want to share on social networks and then you can kind of go along further into that and you do social content that's emotional uh branding content that is um appeals with the mass uh or buying that goes with pop culture because you're selling something that's really you know if you're selling fidget spinners for for example it's a pop culture thing you can uh, mix that up and this explains the customer journey and how to take them through your content in that way there's some different ways of looking at this uh article uh and the processes that we're doing it so i would just you know take it for blank value and just use it for some ideas particularly if you're kind of stuck uh, in a writing program because no one knows, everyone knows that you know if you're writing for the same blog over and over and over and over again uh, almost every day or even every week uh, and get a little bit tedious so this is a good opportunity for you to just kind of refresh and get the old brain juices flowing again Next is Search Engine Land is 19 Technical SEO Facts for Beginners. This is really good if you are a beginner or uh, an expert and you just kind of need a refresher. You know, Robux text files are case sensitive. Sometimes you miss that. Uh, Google doesn't care how you structure your sitemap as long as it's, you know, within the goals of the or what the requirements are. Uh, You can check your crawl budget in Search Analytics. That's really cool. You want to find out where, you know, how much how they're going to your site where they're getting stuck that kind of stuff you want to get them to do that as much as possible and to make it as as effective as possible because when it's effective they come back more and more and more so that's something you you know every one of us kind of needs to know and remember 
uh, disallowing pages with SEO with no SEO value will improve your claw budget. So if you block the robots from going to your uh, terms of service and your privacy policy and that kind of stuff, you know, you know that's good. Uh, you can also, you know, direct to stop ranking from Google if you want to uh, stop it for whatever reason. I don't know why you would do that. Uh, and you can control the search boxes. And there's a couple other things in here. Uh, really, uh, again, it's a great reminder post, especially if you've been doing this for a while. You kind of, we all kind of get complacent in our knowledge. So just come back in here and kind of smack yourself around a little bit. Uh, next is Google My Business Pages can now take direct booking. So what this is is a feature where they can a customer can book the time online. So uh, they gave a restaurant or a, a barbershop as an example. I can book an appointment to get my hair cut at a certain time. Uh, but if you're a plumber, you can set it up to do that. Or if you're, uh, I don't know, you're doing a, you're a consultant, you can do that as well. Right now it supports this list of uh booking tools appointly book table booksy booksy i've kind of heard of before appointly i have not uh and there's a bunch of others i think if we probably looked in deep enough google owns at least half of these so that would be my guess uh, but right now you can hook them up and set up that booking button it goes to the instructions and how to do it so, like again us, if you are taking appointments the, uh, setting up consultation for SEO, calls for example kind of stuff. this might be uh, something and then they really want cool to, to leverage um, to make it easier you know they they don't have time to make a phone call so they are oh, i'll come back later um but when they come back later they they see someone else and now we lost that possibility of a lead uh wherein if they have book online they sign on they click the button uh they book it up online and then they know hey tomorrow i'm gonna call talk to that seo agency so we're gonna try to leverage it or highly recommend you do uh, we'll let you know how that works out for us and then finally, we're going to end up on Siege Media is why, when and why links don't work. This is really a post about the power of on-page optimization. Uh, so you want to make sure that you read this really well. I am speaking on at SEO Rockstars in November uh, in Vegas. And I'd like to invite you, but this kind of peels off into what we're talking about or i'm talking about there is how to optimize your pages for you know for panda perspective for duplicate content make it really good content uh and if you don't do the on-page stuff right the link building is harder uh and then two it's less effective so we wanted to make sure you address that and this guy does a really good job of that uh and then these three tips are actually pretty good uh you know links are seen as a tactic not as a strategy so uh you have to have a link building strategy versus a tactic you know i'm just going to link and try to make it work kind of thing uh internal linking is not done we see that all the time and you aren't generating bottom funnel links basically you're not generating paid links to your money pages uh enough so you know it's great to get homepage links but if that's not your money page then you're going to have some problems uh, with your ranking and stuff so you're not going to see the value out of it uh, so i would you know go ahead and start thinking about linking to the internal pages we're going to just call them internal pages but they're the bottom of your funnel these are the ones that are making your sales for you uh, as well so check it out it is in video and transcript format so i think you're going to enjoy it i'm going to come back to this one a couple times and might, might actually see some of the stuff here uh, on my presentation as i kind of dig a little bit deeper into it and, and how to uh, you know gauge this stuff some more
All right, that's it. This has been episode 55 of SEO This Week. I'd like to thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time.